Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Local Earshot Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Brad Biggs. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by 13th Step Tone Solutions and More Bands Media. That is yours truly, me, Brad Biggs, with 13th Step Tone Solutions, and my co-producer, Jonathan Grissom, with More Bands Media. How you doing today, bud? I'm good. How'd good. the move go? Oh, shit. I'm still moving. So. Eh, it's moving. It moving, takes like moving. three days, and they want me to turn in the keys on Monday. So I got to clean that place too mm. by Monday. Well, I mean, my car payment's due Tuesday. So hey, that's how fun it's all stuff right there. I got to make some money before. On the back end of this storm, I got the I got the news dropped on me this week too. It's uh, it's like uh, in the words of Ozzy Osbourne, <laughs> we're going off the rails on a fucking crazy train this this year. Holy shit! What a start to the year. We're not even out of the first quarter yet, and look at all the mess we got. <laughs> Fuck. Well, you know. I don't, you know, I don't want to delve too much into my personal problems here on the show either. That's not anybody's business. But let's just say this: if you ever do get hit by a tornado, it's a lot to process. Even and we got lucky on here, but it's the fallout of that is it's just a lot. A lot comes at you. But anyway, we got a guest in today who's pretty busy in the uh, local music scene. Andrew Yoon, how are you today, sir? I'm doing all right. Thanks for asking. Uh, you're in. Uh, you're you're a pretty busy guy on the on the scene, but you got two main main bands that you work with right now. What, what are they? What are the name of them? And and how did the how did everything get going with that? So the main active ones now, currently, I would say are White Recluse and Nevermind the Embers. And um, let's start with Nevermind the Embers. That was a band I joined before I joined White Recluse. And All right, let's do it. That Nevermind the Embers, I managed to joined that band because I so I had seen them like maybe three times or so in the past um I don't remember quite the years I saw them but um you know I thought they were really cool guys really nice and then um I th- it was around Thanksgiving 2020 whenever you know they um Steve the vocalist he 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 shot me a message um asking if I wanted to jam with them and and to possibly join the band and at the time I wasn't I, I guess in a way I wasn't really looking to join a band because up to that point I'd I had just basically been doing fill-in work basically you know doing live gigs with locally with other with other bands and other musicians and I mean in fact when I f- first started playing bass guitar it wasn't uh, my goal wasn't to form a band it was more like kind of doing it for myself and then what what other opportunities would come my way, you know, like see what happens there. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the, so uh, being offered to join a band, um, like to be a member, I was like, yeah, um, I mean, I, I think at first I was kind of hesitant on that, you know, because, you know. A band is very, it's, it's, <laughs> there's a psychological, there can be anyways. Right. It's like you're dealing with, you know, it could be, 
you think that you're getting in a room with musicians and everybody's just going to gather around this, oh, this idea. Optimally, that's what you want. But right. the reality is you're dealing with five completely different personalities most right, of the time. Right. And it can be a lot to just to to deal with. But you can get a lot of good out of that, too, because right, sometimes right. button heads in the creative <laughs> space can lead to some awesome, awesome outcomes, you know? Right. And uh, and so, yeah, we jammed. And then, you know, like, I I, I felt good about it. And... Um, and I also knowing that there was really no ill will either because there was, you know, prior to me joining the band, there was, you know, Bobby and he's, you know, when he had to, when he exited the band, you know, him and the rest of the band were still, you know, on good terms and it's not, and it's not like, you know, you know, it's not like he hated my guts or anything yeah, like yeah. whatever I took his <laughs> position kind of thing, you know? And I think a lot of that also had to do from influence from, uh, I think Nevada Romo. I would say Nevada Romo mostly because, like, I, I guess I, based on what I, you know, could gather or whatever, it's like he was one of the people that, um, I guess, went to bat for me saying, you know, because they were like, well, we don't have Bobby right now. Who do we, who do we get, who do we get for bass? And apparently Nevada was one of the people who was like, hey, man, get Yoon. Like, <laughs> I don't think he's doing anything. Right. That is literally what people say. <laughs> They've been saying, you got to get Yoon. I'm like, I've, the first time I met you, you played a gig with Kristoff mm-hmm. at, I think it was at the Red Brick, maybe? It was in Norman. Mm-hmm. And uh, then recently again with uh, Locust Grove, I think was you yeah, with, with White Recluse. White Recluse. Yeah. yeah, I saw that. You guys were there. And and everybody, uh, Joey Mandigo was the last one. He's like, dude, you got to get Yoon. You got to get Yoon. So I'm like, <laughs> all right, I had him on the schedule, but we had a reschedule come up, so I'll get him on the show, man. So And, and it really, it's, it's flattering to know that people, you know, I guess go up to bat for me like that i mean it's i stay i try and stay humble about it you know don't let it get to my well that's <laughs> ultimate man that i mean there's a lot of rock stars the personality type and then there's right. there's when you're in in this game and especially with mu- music uh you're being well received by your peers is is, is it's weight in gold you know right it right. really is because and that's pretty much i think how i ended up joining white recluse my buddy tyler you know i met him i think the first time i met him was um that show back in april 2021 with uh, the element show at the diamond ballroom mm. and never mind the embers was on was was one of the bands that played that show and um i'm pretty sure that's the first time i met tyler and you know we hit it off you know i I think I was just pleasantly surprised that there were other people willing to talk about, you know, the band, like suffocation, you know, death metal stuff like yeah, suffocation, yeah. demolition, hammer, death, um, you know, possessed those kind of bands, They're like old school death metal, like carcass and all that. And, and, you know, and actually not just talk about that kind of stuff, but actually like, you know, know more than what you would. The, the, I guess what the common person would know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. That's that's a type of music that I've only really, even over the years, just kind of scratched the surface on because um, I'm buddies with uh, Chris Gomez out of Perseus. Mm-hmm. And I've always, I grew up, he went to the same school growing up. So I've always oh, nice. watched him play guitar and he's always been really fucking good. And so because of him, I kind of dip into that world a little bit just to kind of keep up with what's going on in mm-hmm. the, the death metal and these, these more extreme, uh, metal bands. And it's, it's from when I was a kid, you know, cannibal corpse possessed these bands, like you're talking about, they, they had like flagship bands, but now it seems like that whole genre is 
really opened up. Like there's a whole, or maybe there always was, and I'm just now aware <laughs> of it. I, you know, that could be it it's, too. I think it's still a niche market in a way because it's like you know, there's different. Obviously, there's different playing styles, different. I guess you know influences that people bring into the fold and all that. But it's like, I guess in a way, if you mean by it's opened up, I mean, you know, there's some of it gets experimental. Like there's definitely. Um, you know, bands that kind of incorporate, you know, it's like their death metal, but then they kind of start incorporating like the prog rock element stuff, you know, mm-hmm. like, like Opeth. And then that's a know. good, that's a good <laughs> reference. No, that's really good reference. Cause you're right. That's, and they've really gone, they've, they've really done some experimental stuff. Oh yeah. 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 And then I, I'm, I'm, what band is, am I thinking of? Like, I swear there's, um, was it Demolition Hammer? I guess like in a way, you know, listening to them, it's like. I mean, granted, they only had like what, like three albums or something. I don't, or something I don't know like that. that. Band. Yeah, no, that's a reference. I don't know. <laughs> but they, they, um, I, I swear, it's like towards like the later works or something. It's like, I mean, was it was it industrial? I don't know what to classify with some of the stuff I've listened to. You know, it's like it's definitely death metal, but it's like, what is that that's going on in that song yeah. or whatever? You know. <laughs> it's like a gumbo pot, man. You just throw a little here, throw a little there, dash of this, dash of that. Um. Have you always gravitated towards the, like the the heavier side of of putting on a show or music in general? I think so. Yeah, I I, I would definitely say yes to that. Mostly because um, <clears throat> I I guess that's just something I gravitated towards. Even you know, growing up to like something something heavier. Like um, you know, growing up, my my parents you know listened to what like Moody Blues. Um, Righteous Brothers, Roy Orbison, Elvis, I th- and the Beatles. I think of all those groups, you know, it's like um, there's Bee Gees, you know, <laughs> but great melodies, right? But not real heavy, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but of all the bands and groups that you know, my my parents listened to whenever I was growing up. I mean, like I would say, like my favorites were definitely like you know Roy Orbison and the Beatles, and and then of course my dad listened to a lot of you know. The classical composer stuff like uh, Dvorak, uh, um, Tchaikovsky, um, Schubert, Bach, Mozart, all those, all those heavyweight guys, yeah, you yeah. know. And I, I guess at some point, you know, it, <clears throat> I was just like, you know. And then of course the Guitar Hero ga- games yeah, came by, yeah. and I'm just like, oh, that's cool, but I want something a little bit heavier or something. Like, is there's there's definitely heavier stuff out there, right? And then I think it was around middle school is when. I had a buddy of mine show me uh, this band called Creator. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Yo, this is awesome," <laughs> you know. And and then from there, it just went. It's like it just kind of went heavier and heavier. And you know, I would say two of my favorite albums, like of all time, would be um, it, it's it's Revolver by the Beatles and Volume Four by Black Sabbath. Like those two albums are like my favorite albums of all time hands down like those two albums i listen to like every single day on repeat like in middle school like every single day volume four <laughs> yeah yeah you can hear the cocaine in that album <laughs> man I, I remember reading something online about how just how much money they spent on coke making that album oh. and and like adju- <laughs> and like adjusted for inflation it was like seventy five thousand dollars. oh my god <laughs> That's a, that's a pretty good amount Jesus. of coke, man. I mean, on top of on top of renting that house in Bel Air that belonged to what was his name, John Dupont. Or yeah. I, I think it was John Dupont, and it's like you guys are already like racking up a massive bill. Like where did you keep getting this money? And <laughs> and 
I think that was a place in time that I don't think we're ever going to see. We're never going to hear those rock star stories again. You know? Right. The Led Zeppelin stuff. That shit don't happen these days. <laughs> you know, I don't know. The, the, or how Ozzy described it with, with the with the Coke during volume four sessions in his book. He said, I think in his book, he says something like, you know, this stuff was so pure and it got to the point where like we just didn't even know where it was coming from anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody showed up with it. <laughs> Having it flown in with comes in a nice vial that's right. like all stamped and like they're talking about having sorry. it flown in on private jets it's like yeah where exactly are you all getting this <laughs> well if uh, I, they, they ended up going broke even though they were selling millions of albums oh, so yeah, i guess yeah. it all went up their nose either way <laughs> yeah. so i don't know man i that's one thing you hear these stories about those it's like man that is just you just, I don't. You, I don't hear of stories like that in right. any capacity. When it, I, I know people that take a lot of drugs, but never on a company's dime. You right. know, right. <laughs> now, back then record labels would buy it, buy it all for you. You know, just get it on going. But I mean, getting a, a, with two bands going at the same time. Uh, well, maybe parallel with each other. I mean, that, that keeps you pretty fucking busy. I imagine. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. There's moments where. I mean, I I would say probably this month or last month or whenever. Like it's 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 always seemingly the beginning of the year. It seems like or it has been that trend for a while now. Because last year, um, the month of March for me was like really really busy. In that, um, it's like it's like every other weekend or something. I was doing a show, but it was like a show with the different bands or something, you know and. I mean, it was kind of similar with this this month too. It's like I, you know, one weekend it'd be a, a gig with, never mind the Ember. So you know, leading up to the gig date, it's you know, practicing for never mind the Embers, and then it's like the week after that, you know, having a a white recluse show or whatever, and then it's like, and then the week after that, it's like okay, we're back to never mind the Embers groove again, like you know, and. It's yeah, it gets crazy. I mean, I mean, I might be getting my dates mixed up and practices mixed up, but it was something. It was kind of like that. I won't say this month. No, not this month. It was definitely last month. <laughs> <laughs> so that, if that gives you an idea of like my times are kind of mashing oh, together, I, <laughs> I could imagine. I mean, let's. I mean, as far as doing projects, like I got the Thirteen Step Tone Solutions, the podcast we do. He's got more bands he does, and now we're we're trying to maybe build a show. Of, of our own we just trying to get information together on that it's just a lot and then all the other stuff that happens in, right. your, in your real life fuck you gotta deal with all that too <laughs> but honestly it's not uncommon um to see especially on like your local level like guys that are in multiple bands at, at mm. one time well except drummers drummers are in like <laughs> fucking eight bands at a time <laughs> but they the, really are drummers they're a different kind of cat though man they really yeah those guys go 100 miles an hour with or without cocaine <laughs> and uh cocaine would probably slow them down maybe it'd be like an add <laughs> thing going on <laughs> well let's play a couple tunes man let's give people an idea what uh what y'all do and then we can uh kind of talk about what you got up coming up and gigs and whatever i know you got a double book gig coming up i want to talk to you about that that's that's <laughs> yeah. impressive man that's impressive but let's play these songs first what we got first we got a uh, white recluse Lightbringer. let's do that uh or did it, did it no not we're load? doing black mesa oh black mesa let's do like uh, black mesa yeah <laughs> all right my bad the other one was alive <laughs> ah. so
White Recluse, Black Mesa. So give us a shout out on the on the players involved on that. And uh, so, who's, who's in the band and, and when did that song, when was that released? So um, I think that's an older song. I, you know, it's been a while since no, I've looked good. at who. You're good. I'm not, I'm not trying to. I, <laughs> I'm not trying to trip you up. I was just. I'm trying to think here, like who the drummer might have been, if there was a drummer for that particular that particular recording of the song, but it's it's Tyler Wright uh, on vocals and guitar. I believe Gavin um, was the secondary guitar providing a solo on that recording, um, and on bass was Tyler's cousin Alec, and that's think that kind of rounds the lineup there i'm i'm not familiar with i'm not 100 percent on the drummer it's like i said it's been a little bit hey, since no I've, problem no problem if you if we, if we find out between now and when it's released we'll put them out there so uh <laughs> who are the uh current members so the know. current members are myself on on bass tyler wright on vocals guitar on drums we have a uh, tommy frizzell okay. um from formerly of commercial cordis um cosmic wool and um <clears throat> we got we got Gavin it's you know i i i his his name kind of throws me off because in my in my phone he's 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 uh in there as like gavino something something whatever and on and online he goes by a different name to where i'm just like I what is your last name again <laughs> can't keep up god damn it <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's uh, let's uh, play. Never mind the embers. We've got leader of the blind up. Mm-hmm. Let's do that one. We'll talk about it, and then we'll uh, talk about any upcoming gigs and projects you got, and we'll wrap it up from there. How's that sound? Yeah, yeah. All right, man. Let's hear it.
Never mind the embers. That was called Leader of the Blind. That was a damn good song, man. I was jamming. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, tell me more. Tell me more about these guys. So, um, Steve, he does a <clears throat> he does video work. He's got Red Plains Media, and uh, he shot music videos for, um, I believe, there's that band uh, Six Gear. He's, he's shot a music video for. He's also shot, I think, two videos for the Reformed Anti-Mortem, and... I'm trying to remember what other bands he's shot music videos for. Well, I mean, if it's not music videos, he does video work for different, you know, companies, you know, to showcase products, that kind of thing. And, you know, we, it's funny because, like, we, all of us in the band kind of poke fun at him every now and then by saying, like, hey, man, when when, when are you going to record a video for our band? <laughs> right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Come on, man. And then Dave's on guitar there. Um, he's... He can shred, man. He's um, like, you know, it's I've seen him like, like during practice, you know, just totally shred, and it's just like it's. I wish I could move my fingers that fast to shred, you know, <laughs> you know. And Chris on drums, he's um, I mean, he's he's fast. I mean, like, and he's good. And it's like I say, he's fast because there's you know there's been some shows we've done where. I you know I don't think we exactly play to a click track and and so there's been shows that we've done where it's like <laughs> it's like by the end of the second verse it's like the song seemingly in in double time and it's just like <laughs> uh, okay I mean you know as 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 part of the rhythm it's like okay I'll I'll adapt to that you know but by the end of the song it's like we're going like nuclear speed right oh, now man. guys <laughs> especially when you start getting like uh, blast beats going and you're like oh wait as a bass player, that's uh, that was always my cue. Is the bass? Where's the kick? It's all kick. It's all okay. kick. <laughs> so at that point, just moving fingers, going dig it, dig it, dig it, dig it, and um, yeah. But on that recording, um, that was that was still Bobby before he before he uh, left the band, and unfortunately, Bobby has since passed away. Oh man. Yeah, it's. I mean, that was that was a loss for. I mean, all of us involved. I mean, it was. I mean, especially the rest of the guys, because you know they were definitely, you know, tighter with Bobby, you know, than you know than I was. You know, I mean, I've met Bobby. I thought, you know, Bobby was a really, really nice, gentle man, and you know, it's. And then it was. It was. It was. It wasn't. It was. I don't. I don't remember. I. I think. I think I got the news he passed whenever I was on vacation, and you know, seeing that text message, and I was just like. You know, because prior to like I forget it was like two or three weeks prior to him passing. We you know we lost um, uh, Dino, and you know Dino was a percussionist, and you know he'd sit in with bands, he'd sit in with us every now and then to, to add extra percussion, and 
and stuff. And, you know, that was, you know, when, the, when, when he passed, you know, that was, that was kind of a, that was definitely a shock too, because it's like, you know, he's come to our practice space numerous times. And then it's like, oh, I mean, we, we always made that joke in a band where it's like, if you say Dino's name three times, he's definitely going to show up, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. And it's, and it's weird because I swear it, it, it happened like every single time. Like, I mean, and it got to a point where it's like, you didn't have to say his name like three times. Like if you just thought his name, like <laughs> he'd just show up. <laughs> Damn, and, man. <laughs> and that's something I think I'll, I'll definitely miss, you know, about, about Dino and, and then, you know, I, I wish, you know, I wish Bobby and Dino were still here. Man, it, it, it's especially um, not necessarily because of COVID, but I think due to COVID, I've I definitely paid more attention to like, man, a lot of it's like, yeah, nobody guaranteed shit around here because right. people, <clears throat> young people just drop. It ain't just elderly, you know. Mm. And uh, yeah, that's that's always a, a a moment of pause, especially when it's a peer that's close to you in age and they pass away suddenly you're like huh or it's an or it's an individual who's you know almost 10 years younger than my dad and it's like oh wow you know that kind of thing yeah (laughs) like oh man it's like we're all kind of getting to a point where ain't nothing guaranteed so right mm. right but that's you know that's all part of the philosophy too. live a good life blah 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 right all that good stuff (laughs) uh Well, let's go. With, you got any upcoming gigs? Um, I know you said that you were y'all are not so much in the studio part of the part of y'all's thing, and y'all are looking to maybe do some gigs. And uh, you got a double booking on March twenty fifth. I want you to tell me about that because when you said that, I'm like, shit, I might have to get down to Chickasha because uh, that gig was. <laughs> I mean, in a way, I was kind of anticipating that, in but so how that happened was. Um, on March 25th, we were in, like, uh, Nevermind the Embers was initially par- offered to be part of a, a show at 89th Street with uh, the bands um, Like Before, Scarlet, Scarlet View, and uh, So Fucking Cool, right? And, and then I guess there was some type of miscommunication or we got the wrong impression, but I guess uh, Like Before had notified dave that um that 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 you know the show was canceled or something and you know when i and then that news came to us and so we you know we we dropped out of the show well more like we 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 got the impression that it was canceled and so we were like okay so let's figure out something else to do that day or whatever right and then I think around that time, Zane <laughs> from Locust Group, he was the one who mentioned, hey, uh, we want to do a show with you guys um, uh, in Chickasha at, at, at a brewery, um, but it, it could be either March 24th or 25th or whatever. And I, I, I was initially told or somebody said to me, like, it was going to be March 24th. I was like, oh, okay. And then, and then I don't know, I guess curiosity got the better of me and i'm just like hold on like you know you know because like let me look at my calendar here <laughs> right or you know and, and then so I'm, t- I'm texting um i'm texting steven from from so fucking cool like I, you know telling him like hey um the show got canceled for 25th and he's like what are you talking about <laughs> and i'm just like who is it st-? and he's like and he's like no it's not canceled i think one of the bands just dropped out i think like before dropped out and i was like Okay, and I'm telling him like, okay, we got the impression the show was canceled, and he's like, well, I hope not. And I'm like, 
okay, uh, let me get to the bottom of this somehow, you know, and then I started texting Zach and <laughs> literally everyone else and like before, like asking for specifics and just going like, well, can I get clarification here? Because like now people are saying that like, you know, the shows aren't, the show's not canceled. And then Zach's like, what are you talking about? The show's not canceled. And oh, I'm like, man. we just dropped out. And I'm just like, Wait, 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 we dropped out too then because we got the impression it was canceled. And he's like, where'd you get that impression? Oh, no. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, no, oh, no, no. <laughs> and, then, and then so it was also, and then, you know, fast forward a little bit and Dave's like, you know, because I'm telling, like, I'm telling, never mind the embers, like, guys, the show's still happening. And then, and then like Steve's like, well, no, we're not, we're out of that show now. I mean, we've made other plans and I'm just like, okay. And, or, or we're playing on something else that day. I mean, at the time we didn't, we didn't get final, you know, notes about Chickasheed, so things were still kind of up in the air. And then Dave suggested, "Hey, maybe get White Recluse on on on, on the Eighty Nine Street show." And I was like, "You know what? That's a good idea." And so I texted the band. Everyone was it was you know gung ho about it. They wanted you know they were like, "Yeah, I'm fine with that." And then so I texted Zach because Zach, I guess, was still part of putting the show on. And I told him, "Yeah, uh, White Recluse is in. We'll, we'll be we'll be a part of that." And then. And it was like shortly after that where like I guess Zane finalized everything. He's like, all right, guys, we got a show on the 25th of Chickasha. I'm just like, oh. Whoa. <laughs> so March 25th, if you guys out there want to catch Andrew Yoon in action with either one of his bands, you have two opportunities to do so. That's the Was that the last Saturday of the month, the 25th? I think look. that's the last Saturday. Let me look. Yeah. Yeah, the last Saturday of March. Um, I mean, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I've never had a <laughs> a double a double on a single day like that. I mean, so okay, give us the time. Like, okay, so White Recluse at 89th and OKC. Mm-hmm. When does that kick off? So I believe that show kicks off at around eight. Okay. And I, from the best to the best of my knowledge, the information I've, I, I've I've been given, we we kick right off at eight o'clock and we have a 30 minute set so and then you're gonna haul ass down to chickasha, <laughs> chickasha yeah. it's about a 50 mile track to... is, it, is, it, is it 50 miles <laughs> well well maybe I not ju- quite I just, I just remember zane telling me you know like because i mean i wasn't complaining to him per se but i was just like i was like hey man um like what time is never mind the embers going on and he's like i you know i i think you guys are scheduled to go on at like 9 30 and i'm like okay well I'm doing that show at 89th Street in Oklahoma City. And he's just like, he's all like, bro, like it's like Chickasha is like 30 minutes from the city. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. and I'm like, dude, it's like 45 from Norman, but okay. Uh, I mean, I drove to Paul's Valley for work every day and I got to Seth Wadley usually in about 35, 40 minutes. Maybe like, I'm just getting my times all mixed up again. If, if you can get on the interstate and get moving, you'll be good. Yeah. The hard part, like especially throughout Norman is like, you get on these roads, Highway 9 is always right. a pain, all that. But if you're on the interstate, you're coming from the north side to Chickasha, you can probably make it in 35, 45 minutes. Yeah, I, I got a game plan already for that where it's like as long as I get on I-44, I can get to I can get to Chickasha like that. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. Well, dude, I'll, uh, I'm going to put that on my calendar. I'll try. Like I said, I'm, we got a lot covering us up, but uh, that would be cool to see because, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's always good to see someone that's out there you say you're a fucking musician well you're, you're a musician you're playing fucking gigs you know right. so that's, that's although i don't good. think i don't think doing a double on a single day like that with two different bands i don't think i have anything on jessica tate though what, what do you mean <laughs> so do you, are, do you guys know jessica tate at all she's she's a pianist uh guitarist but she's more known around here as, as a harpist right oh I have to and check her dude, out. she's got like 
all these gigs like lined up all the time, like residencies or whatever. And, you know, I swear, like I've seen posts from her where she talk about doing like three shows in one day where it's like it starts in the morning, doesn't get done till like 12 a.m. And I'm just like, wow. <laughs> and so, you know, if I feel a certain way about being the whole book for a single day, it's like I really have no room to complain. Yeah. You know. <laughs> well, hey, at least you're getting the gigs, you know. That's, that's, that's one thing, too, is uh, I've heard absolute horror stories with booking and trying to book and this, that, and the other. So, hey, if you're working, you're working, right? Right, right. But you, you, uh, you got to... The big gig, I, I should just say that, mm. the big gig at the end of April with um, Like Before and Texas Hippie Coalition. Shout out to Bradley Henderson of Like Before and Joey Mandigo of Texas Hippie Coalition. They've been on the show, and I can't wait to talk to them again. Um, that's a Saturday night gig, too. That's April 29th, and that is Diamond? Diamond Ballroom. Diamond yes. like Ballroom. Said that like Before dropped out, though. Huh? On the Texas you said City on one? that one, they dropped out, or were they? No, they dropped out of the, the 89th show. Oh, okay. show. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> sorry, all these stories are crossing now. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'd get confused, man, trying to keep it all up. Well, I mean, uh, we've had Bradley on. I actually talked to him this week. Yeah, I think and, actually, uh, yeah, I listened to that episode. Yeah, or I don't know how many times he's been on, but that one, I think it was like the first one he was on, or if, th if there was multiple. I you think know, he's only been on once. He's only been on one. Okay, but. Awesome to talk to those. It's 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 cool to see a band when they're like, oh yeah, this is a business. Like we're, we're this is how we're doing. Our, I'm like, oh cool. Because when I got in a band at like 1920, it was like, how much can we put up our nose and you know, like let's just go party. <laughs> it's like how much money can we get? To and eventually, get more beer? <laughs> yeah, eventually somebody will just hand us a bunch of money, right? <laughs> Wrong. It's not how it works. But you know. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm happy to. Uh, I'm happy that you were able to make it in on account of me fucking up the schedule. <laughs> no worries. Uh, <laughs> so um, I'll just send you off right here, Andrew Yoon of White Recluse and Nevermind the Embers. Thank you for coming on the show, man. We appreciate it. Yeah, and thank you all. Yeah. All right, Jonathan. If people want to help us out and grow the show, how can they do that? Uh, so the local earshot podcast. We are a value for value podcast. Um, what that means is that we. Uh, Decided to take two parts of um, things, which uh, most most podcasts either do sponsorship ads. We're trying to stay away from ads. If you want to sponsor a show, then you can hit me up at John at the local dot com, and we can talk about sponsorship. Um, and that can be any local business. If you want to, uh, you know, promote your your company, what you're doing, even your local music shop. And then, um, other than that, we do you know full on value for value is time, talent, and treasure, which is people when they listen to the show they, they're giving up their time and you're joining the groups whenever you're going on facebook and you're doing all that stuff then you're actually being a part of our network and you're actually helping these artists grow and you're also helping our show grow for talent if you're in a band and you want to be on the show and you come talk about music or if you work inside the music industry then you can hit me up at john at the local earshot.com or brad on our instagram page the local earshot and uh facebook's local earshot so um and then if you message us there then you can um just Give us some time, and uh, and we'll figure it out and put you on the show. And then the third T is treasure. So if you want to donate to the show, you can go over to the localearshot.com slash donate. There's a bunch of um, options. There's Cash Apps, Venmo. Uh, there's crypto. So, um, yeah, any donations that you guys get to the show definitely goes back to the show. And we have a lot of cost coming involved right now because a lot of things have happened with this tornado. So um, thank you for listening. Guys, uh we're got irons in the fire for this year and we are taking the track of possibly putting on shows here locally too and and going into business with the very people that we've had on the show and we're making moves to do that it's uh probably a little delayed because of everything in the last couple of weeks but 
you'll be hearing us one way or another out there. So keep your eyes peeled. We love y'all. We'll see y'all. Bye-bye.